Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your host for this version of Raising Your Spirits, Tony Ginnis. Okay, well, glad everybody can make it to today's class. We're going to be talking about the versions of you in this class. This week, I've been getting, uh, as I said, a barrage of information, uh, articles, uh, all kinds of things coming on TV, uh, but the best version of yourself. And they, they talk about get the best version of yourself when you're going to a job interview, you know, like your best foot forward, or the best version of yourself in your career, or the best version of yourself in anything that you do. And it's interesting timing because uh, that particular part of it, spirit has a different meaning to it. Because when you're saying, let's put the best version of you forward, that means what you have forward right now isn't your best. Or at least that's the way spirit sees it. When we look at what are we letting people see about us? Or what are we only wanting to see about ourselves? So when we say the best version of you, it's best version of you right now. The definition that we have for this, and I I sort of made this up, is that the definition of, of the versions of you from a spirit perspective is the ability to create a new edition, not addition, like edition, like a newspaper edition, the best edition of yourself that will attain the goal you wanted or any goal that you want. So when we look at when we were in uh, elementary school, so many things has changed since then. I mean, we had to get used to studying, and a lot of it was like homework overnight. There was various things that we had to learn, and if we had difficulty in doing some of those things, we just started evolving more towards a goal. So there was always a goal involved. And whenever we we envision that, yes, we're going to go through this in elementary school, when we're getting close to the end of that era in elementary school, we know we were being groomed and get going and getting ready for high school. And that's a completely different part of you. In other words, when you're in elementary school, when a boy liked a girl or when there's two children that like each other, They follow each other. They push each other in the sand and and stuff like that. But you can't really do that in high school because uh, that is a more sophisticated way that we're working with relationships. When we see children doing it, it's all about running and fun. In high school, it's different. So there's that evolution that we're changing ourselves. So we have to do whatever classes we have to do to be able to pass, to be able to be eligible to get into the higher grades. And all of it has something to do with a goal in mind. Now, I'm going to get past this goal. And if you have that difficulty, you just keep going until you get it, until you graduate. And that's a different version of yourself. So you're evolving all the time. Another example is athletic abilities. One that comes to mind, I just saw a soccer game recently and it was one of the uh, players showing everybody how to score a goal by bumping the ball off your head into the goal. You can't touch the ball, so you have to just 
get your head and give a good swing and sort of head the ball into the net. When a lot of people are trying to do that in the beginning, the ball goes everywhere. It doesn't go where you want it to go. It doesn't go in the net. It just goes off to the side. And, and there's a lot of disappointments. And he says that when people just give up saying, okay, I'm not a really head butter. I'm not going to do that. I'll just sort of flip around and kick it backwards or something. But if a person is determined and they say, no, no, this is part of a skill that I think we could really work on. And you start working on it. You start looking at those things that, okay, we got to do it. And there's lots of failures, but we have a goal and we can see ourselves heading the ball in the net. Eventually, with enough practice and tutelage, you end up doing it. With the first time you do it, it's amazing, right? Then you do it again and then again and then five times and then 10 times. Eventually, it becomes just part of what you do. But the person, and the Spirit wants to sort of highlight this, the person that couldn't do it was an older version of you. And because of your determination, you created a new, a newer you that now can headbutt the ball into the net. At that moment, that was the best version of you. Okay, you follow me? So Spirit is saying at any time in the past, you've always had the best version of yourself forward because that, that's a culmination of everything you've ever experienced and you're moving forward, you're evolving yourself. Another one is, um, like let's say, skydiving. If you've never skydived before and you're taking your lessons and you've never really jumped out of an airplane, up until the time you jump out of a plane, you're still your old self. But the moment you jump out, and I know Cindy can attest to this, she had the training in the military, the moment you can do that and it's successful, you come down, you do it once, then you do it 10 times, 20 times, and then so on, then it becomes part of you. The old part of you that did not jump out of a plane is left behind. This newer part of you is always evolving. Another good example is just being a parent. I remember when my wife with our first child, when my wife was pregnant, she was going through over a 20-hour labor, and I was her coach, and I was there the whole time. And she was going through a rough time. It was really rough at one point, and she just didn't. And the breathing exercises that we were taught and learned, it wasn't working as well as expected. So it was just a matter of waiting. It was just a, we just had to wait. And there was a time, there was a point there that no matter what I did, my wife was frustrated. This is not working. And I just got to the point, okay, what am I doing here? I just should leave. I can't do this. So at one point, I was leaving because Tony, me, could not do this. However, I was looking at the fact that I had the choice to leave. My wife does not. My wife can't stay up. Okay, I'm done with this. I don't want this baby. We're going home. There's no choice. Uh, nature takes over, and this is happening whether you like it or not. But I had the choice. So when I looked at it that way, I said, well, it's not fair that my wife can't leave because of obvious reasons, and I have the choice to leave. So for the first time, and it took about roughly five to ten seconds for me to start realizing, hey, this is not about me. This is about my wife. So my husband instinct kicked in, and shortly after, 
my dad instinct kicked in. I'm going to be a dad in in an hour or two or whenever. And as soon as I realized that it's not about me, it's about two other people, right away, I had all the patience in the world. I was able to go through all the things, and no matter what she said, no matter what she called me, even when she called my parents that they were not married, <laughs> and no matter what she said, it was always, it's okay, I got you this, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm, no matter what, you, you know, you could be in her ugliest point, and I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going anywhere. I stayed for the whole time. The Tony before left, and this newer husband, father, part of me took over. And I created that because I did not want to leave. My goal was to stay, but I didn't know what I needed to do. But as soon as you realize the parent energy comes in, and really all it took was about five or 10 seconds, the parent instinct comes in, and it's like all of a sudden, hey, I know what to do. I know how to, I, I can do this, I can do this. Then all of a sudden, the insights flood in. Before, I didn't know anything of what to do. So that's one example. The new version of you then emerges based on the adversity, because we talked about this last week, remember, when we said when you get to a precipice, when you can't go any further, and you just are just going right for this adversity, no matter what happens, then you find a way, because there's always a way. The hardest thing to do, of course, when you get through that, is to be able to leave yourself behind. But we don't know we're doing that, are we? We think that, oh, look what I did. I can't believe I did this achievement. For days, I was thinking about that. What happened in those five to 10 seconds for me? Is it like that for everybody? And Spirit says, yes, it is. Only if you have the vision that you're going to stay. You just don't know what you're going to have to do to get there. So you get to sort of a dead end. And as we talked about with that picture checkmate, there's always one move left in that picture. If you haven't heard the class from last week, you can take a note and watch that. Inevitably, what happens is when you get to your dead end and you still have no intention of stopping, I'm just going to hit this wall. All of a sudden, something opens up. Because your intention is to get to the other side. And that old part of you, again, is that vision. But it's when we realize that the older version of us can't go with us. So in other words, the war was to create a personality or a version of you that could get and win the war. And the war was won. So you don't need that version or that older version of you. It can't go any further. You know the term when they say the ruler can go into the village and conquer the village, but that's not the same person that's going to be the mayor of the village. The conqueror and the mayor are two different things. Okay? It's a little bit like that. When you conquer something, it's now a completely different choice. When we look at, let's say, uh, let's bring this in perspective in terms of our everyday life when we apply this. Let's use the example I had the other day where an ex-partner cheated on this person. They went through a big evolution in their own system because they didn't want to leave the marriage. Their belief is that when you marry, it's for life. 
And then when it happened, it's like, I don't want to be here. But for a long time, she was wrestling with this idea that uh, I want to go, but I have to stay. It's when we are looking at the fact that what do we really want to do? And what this person wanted to do was leave because there was other things happening on top of this. This was just sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. And she just said, okay, that's it. I want to leave, but I can't leave for various reasons, financial reasons. And she had a, a list of four or five other things. So I can't leave. What happens is when you don't leave, when you, when you decide not to create a new version of yourself, the whole thing blows back to you. So you have the choice, as I did. I could have left the room. But because I decided not to, I had a new version of myself. If you decide that I'm not going to go through and find that new version, get to this other side, I'm just going to live with the status quo sort of thing. Live with whatever is dealt in my life. I'll just live with it, even if it's scraps. And people know when that happens. When that happens, your identity energetically starts shifting. Because if it happens once, anytime something happens once, then it's liable to happen again. When you start looking at things and you back off at the very end, that becomes an identity. And then when that it keeps going on, and then you start looking at the mood that you might be in. Moods only run maybe a few hours, maybe a day or two in terms of a mood. But when it runs a little longer, then it turns into a temperament. And that's when it's like uh, weeks and maybe a month. It's sort of a temperament. So it's like it's just not a good month for me, some sort of thing. When it gets any longer, then it, be, it turns into a personality. So your personality is, oh, you don't give this to Joe or John or whoever because you get to a point and they'll just throw their hands up and saying, I, I don't have a solution. I quit. That is an identity. And that's going to be part of your whole thing if nothing changes. And here's the blowback is that you look at that relationship to such a degree and you turn into a person that doesn't do any adversary things, that, that doesn't do anything to change. You're the same person for 20 years and you blame it on your spouse because they cheated. In other words, there is no self-reflection anymore because you're so convinced that because they did this act or whatever it was, it's their fault that your life is now not very good. And Spirit says that's not really the reason. The reason your life isn't what you perhaps want is because you didn't pass this barrier. You didn't say, okay, that's it. I see myself being by myself with the kids and whatever it takes, that's where I'm going to be. Then spirit would have helped you evolve and have a new version of yourself by giving you the strength to leave. Does that make sense? That's what happens. It's that when we just stop just before the wall, then it just doesn't work. There's no change. Now, here's the thing. When we look at the versions of you, we're almost creating another person every time we do something great. Then some people will say, well, what does that differ from being a split personality? You know, we've heard of uh, split personalities or people that have more than one personality. And well, the definition of that, and I looked it up, 
split personalities or multiple personality disorder is several distinct personalities or tendencies in a personality, and the state is one of control that it constantly uh, suffers the, um, the person's consciousness and their behaviors. So in other words, it takes over. This is where when something happens, this personality comes in and you're, you don't even remember something that would have happened. I'm not sure if you ever uh, saw the movie Sybil. It was a, a movie, it's an old movie. It was back in the 70s or 80s, I'm not sure, for, uh, by Sally Fields. Watch it sometime. This person, she depicts a person that had something like 30 or 40 personalities that she never met. And they just came in because she had such trauma as a child. There was a lot of abuse. She didn't want to go past a certain point. She was very passive, very shy. And so what would happen, that because she didn't go past this and saying, I could do this, what ended up happening in the whole brain function is the brain helps you create another personality where it has control. A person that would need strength then that personality would come in and be strong and be vigilant and stand up for itself. And then when that personality leaves, the original person would not remember what just happened. And the same goes with sadness, and the same goes with bereavement, and the same goes with many other emotions that she couldn't deal with because she didn't want to do it herself, in other words. Okay, so that's what happens, and that's the difference. One is it has control over you, but when you go through it yourself and you create another version of yourself, you have total memory of all the things you've been through and you have full control. That's the difference, is, is that control factor. But a lot of people will say, well, look, you know, when it comes to real relationships, you know, we sometimes will come home and there are so many things, adverse things that could happen in a relationship. And one thing about it, in, at least in our household, and that I think it should be in any household, if somebody is going through a transformation or they're going through some kind of a major shift, the massive rule is you're not to hurt anyone else within the family. If you're going through some stuff, you go through the stuff. You don't start taking it out on your family. Okay, And some people that don't know how to handle their emotions, they don't know and they can't manage it, they just start wailing and they're in rage. And when you're in that, there's, there's not much that you can do from a family perspective. That's the rule. So, But here's the thing. Let's say somebody comes home and people will think that you know marriage is 50-50. Well, it isn't. For those that are about to get married, I'm sorry to disappoint you, marriage is not 50-50. Sometimes your spouse will come home and they'll have 20%. And then what that 20% represent might be would be their level of patience. How long their fuse is, if something happens. When they hear something, they could just go off. Or they're just so tired, they're overwhelmed because they had a hard day and they only have 20. Then the other spouse could say, no problem, honey. I, have, I had a great day. I got you. I'll cover you. I got 80, you got 20, we're good. I'll cover you. On another day, when they're feeling fantastic, they got a raise, uh, the guys took them out for dinner or whatever, they had a great day when they came home, 
And so they're at 80, but maybe your day isn't that great. Maybe you might only have 10 or 15%. Like I said, I had a hard day. I just, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I said, no problem, honey. I got you. I got 80, 85, 80%. I got you covered. So Spirit says when it goes to a point where both couples, let's say, have had a very challenging day, one has 10%, one has 20%. If you don't have a culmination of 100% between the two of you, then Spirit says just so nothing flares up and you don't have to go through uh, like a barrier or create a war that isn't really worth fighting, then they're saying that to sit down and have a meeting like five minutes and just say, okay, honey, just want you to know I got a really short fuse right now. I just, I had a really bad day. Somebody said something during the day and, and I, I still can't get it out of my head. Anyway, they go back and forth. He says, so what do you need? Well, I, I just, uh, I'm not doing too well. I, I just need sort of peace and quiet. And one spouse could look at the other one and saying, well, look, you know, you've been home all day and there's still dishes in the sink. It might be something they might want to say. So performance, you need to be, okay, I won't say anything about how your day was or, or no work was done. Or some people, when you roll your eyes, they get offended. So please don't roll your eyes. Okay, okay, got it. In other words, both of you are trying to talk as how not to offend the other. Because it's so easy when you're at a 10 or 20% that you can accidentally offend somebody just by your mannerism because ugh, you've just had a day that's just been really challenging. When you're in a relationship like that, that's when it's really intelligent when you can sit down and talk for just a couple of minutes saying, okay, we're just going to chill. Let's just go outside jump in the hot tub or we just go for a walk or take the dogs out and just sort of get away and maybe not say anything. <laughs> because right now, I don't feel like talking. Whatever the other person needs, okay? In the end, it's all about not hurting someone else, even accidentally, all right? So that's just one idea or one technique that you could try. There's another thing about looking at the past and looking at all of the new versions of yourself. Well, the quickest way to really get yourself forward is not exactly the easiest way. The quickest way, of course, is just to forgive the other person. If we go back to the example of the cheating uh, spouse, yeah, there's so many things that could come in because forgiveness is the ultimate in releasing all of that. I heard a, a quote the other day. I thought that was really good. He says, when you believe in forgiveness, when you really truly forgive, it is your definition that you have let go of a better past. You've let go of a better past. In other words, the past you can't change, but you've let it go because it just is not serving you right now. Even if the person's not alive, like if they, you know, while you were in this one relationship that was very stressful, very toxic, and even they might not even be in, an, it could be in another country, maybe they passed on. You don't have to tell them face to face. You can just tell them in your mind, energetically, you know, we had a contract and I know, I get it. We had to be together. We did a lot of stuff together and we tried and it just didn't work. So is there any way that we could just tear up the contract 
and you go your way with love and I go mine. And that way we can just sort of uh, find our own happiness because it sounds like we're going to find happiness separately. And we just need to find a way for us to let go. So I will let go if you're okay with that. That is the thing. When you can find that way to forgive, but then what ends up happening, and I've had few clients that say, yeah, but Tony, you have no idea what this person did to me. They were so abusive. that They cheated on me. He was an absolute jerk at parties. They would talk about our sex life in a bar, and they're alcoholic, and, and it just goes on and on. It says, I understand all the reasons why you left, because you did leave in the end. Yes, I did leave. It's in the past. It's, it's done. Leave it. And instead of hashing it through that you won't forgive, why don't you just forgive and now use the strength of where you got that strength and help some women that don't know what to do. They don't have any examples of how they could leave a relationship and still be able to function. Because most of it is fear. The fear that I'm going to be okay or the kid's going to be okay. Am I going to have financial pressures? Is this person going to come after me? I mean, there's so many things that come in. But as soon as you make a decision about something, there's always rallying people around you to help you. It's just that you have to ask for it. And some people have a hard time asking because they think they can do everything themselves. And it's okay to be self-sufficient. But there might be a time in your life, or maybe there has been, where you needed help and you're just at a precipice. You just, I can't go any further. I need help. And you're only doing it because you honestly don't have any other choice. Before it gets to that point, you could just sort of toy with the idea that I could use a little bit of help rather than getting a lot of help right now. It doesn't really matter why it happened or when it happened. The fact is, it's just a lot faster to leave that version of yourself behind you so that it doesn't become an entity. Because we already know what happens when we decide that we're not going to hit that wall and then just live with this person for the rest of their life or rest of your own life or whatever, because it creates an identity and it's just going to put you back. It's going to affect your karma. It's going to affect your way that you're going to be doing things. One of the things that when you finally decide that you're going to get past things and you do create a brand new version of yourself, one of the first ones that many think about is what can I do for other people? Because now they feel they have some strength. And wherever that strength comes from, it doesn't matter. A lot of it is just part of your instinct. A lot of it is just part of nature. Even an animal that comes out of a trap, as soon as they come out of a trap, they're looking for, yes, to get away. But soon after, they realize that somebody helped me. Maybe I can help somebody else. And isn't that a great way to do things when you're trying to help in that way? The story is told about a farmer years ago that had always won awards at the state fair for having the best corn, the largest corn, the best corn in the county. And he won many awards year after year. And no matter what the neighbors did, they just couldn't get the, the flavor and the size and the texture of the corn that this man would have. 
One year, a reporter from one of the newspapers said, hey, let's do an article on this man and get the inside scoop of what he does. So they sent out a reporter to his farm. One of the first days he was there, he says, "Uh, we're going to go into the truck and I got to go to my neighbors. He says, okay. He was taking sacks and sacks of corn seed and he loaded up in his truck and the reporter didn't know what he was doing. Drove over to his neighbor, George. He says, hey, George, how you doing? And they exchanged seeds. And And he sees you're giving seeds to your neighbors. And he went to another neighbor and did the same thing and so on. Then on the ride back, the uh, the reporter says, well, what are you doing? I mean, you're going to end up competing against the very people that you're giving these seeds to. Like, why would you do that? And his answer was classic. Because the way nature works, as soon as they grow their corn, uh, the wind will take the pollen and just sweep it through the whole county. Everybody will get the. It's just the the way that I run the corn makes it the way it is. But the seeds and everything we have to preserve. In other words, it's all about other people. As soon as my neighbors start growing inferior corn, that will in time degrade my own corn. To help myself, I help others. This way, they can grow a healthy crop, and then that preservation of crop will sweep the land, and then it'll just be techniques that will be able to make the corn larger, juicier, and that's the secret. It's not so much the corn itself. And then this is sort of a nice lesson in life, in that when we look at how we can help other people with happiness if we found our own, how we can share the various things that we're going through and be able to make it so that other people's life are enriched at the same time. Somebody once said, the essence of life is to get others to love whatever you touch, because then they will see that love in themselves. When we look at the value of all of this, it's all about the welfare of one is bound by the welfare of all of us. The versions of you that will usually come out will have something to do with helping somebody else. I mean, I went from just a person that I had my own place to a a relationship. Then in those five, 10 seconds, I went from just a guy that was in a relationship to a father, husband, and more of a place because I was thinking of somebody else other than myself. When as soon as we think that this is about me, I say, no, this isn't about me. This is about someone else and other people. The strength I got from that, I was able to stay another three, four hours. I had very little sleep that day, if any, after 20 hours of labor. And uh, it was amazing that I was able to hold my daughter after all of that. Something grew. And I'd like to think that I became a better husband and a better father because I wanted to hit this wall, because I could see that I wasn't going to leave. I'm going to stay. I just don't know what I need to do. And the answers came to me. In this meditation, this is going to be a very special one. I'm going to read you the very thing that Spirit gave me to help with the older versions. Because here's the thing. With all the old versions of you, 
And there could be hundreds, in fact, thousands of you when you go back several decades. All the things that you did, that you were one thing, you passed a test, you jumped out of a plane, you, you accomplished something, all made you a little better and a little better versions of you. And that would suggest that the older versions of you are just silent. They're not like they're another personality because they're more vocal and they take over. This is silent, but it's just like holding on to your grade three notes. How many people still have their grade three notes or grade five notes or high school notes or anything? Most of us probably don't. And if you do, you probably need a, a, another storage container because <laughs> you you, we, we tend to be like chipmunks and we, we collect everything. In the beginning, that's okay. But as life goes on, there's a lot of things that we can't let go. And a lot of things are also holding on to us. So what Spirit is suggesting is a concept. Ask yourself, if I am constantly trying to hit a certain goal right now, I mean, you could be in the midst right now to try and attain something, and everything is in your way. There's all kinds of delays, and you just can't seem to, it's just, you know, you get there and something comes up. You get there and something comes up. If you could ask yourself, is it because I have too many of myself hanging around? Too many of the older versions of me still holding me back, and I'm dragging thousands of people through this, and they're not doing anything. They're not in the way, but they're just energetically dragging things. And you have to be a little stronger to keep up with yourself right now. So spirit has a little, it's almost like an affirmation before we go into this meditation. I'm going to read it, and all of your versions of yourself are listening, by the way. Okay, if you have thousands of people behind you, they're all listening to, to this, so you don't have to memorize it and say it during the meditation. They get it. This is one example. To the heroes of my past that I created, thank you for helping me get through my barriers of my past. To the energy that helped me become angry and made me fight through the life barriers that was committed and tried to bring me down and failed, I thank you. To the energy that made me more cocky and vocal and stand up for myself because if I would have been silent, that energy would have taken me and put me in my place. And thank you for making me more vocal and more assertive. To the energy that gave me strength to lead the family <clears throat> when my father died, so I can continue as a man, or continue as a woman, however way that works for you, uh, as a man in my own steps, I thank you for that responsibility. To the energy that made me deaf so I could not hear the negative aspects of others and all the no's that you can't do this and you're not good enough and that you can't do this because you're not rich. To those energies that made me deaf, I thank you. To the energy that made me arrogant and take the lead when I had uncertainty around me, I thank you. 
for keeping me blind so I don't see the weeds that I had to step over and all of the barriers that I had to overcome. And I just saw of keeping going. Thank you for blinding me. To the energy that made me believe that I made me believe and that I knew everything in the direction that I was going. And I had the conviction. And thank you for putting the thoughts in my head that I just had to have a plan that I created on my own in my head that made me ignore everyone around me that was pointing in the opposite direction. To all of you that are behind me, behind those that are listening, I love you, creating you, and I am grateful that all of you helped me through the most difficult moments of my life. You are all my heroes of the past, my confidants, my buddies, my savior of my youth. You all have been loyal soldiers when I needed you, and you never let me leave or you never abandoned me. You were always there trying to give me guidance. Now it is time to say goodbye from here because I can't take you any further. I salute you all for your bravery, your dedication, and your loyalty to my youth. I have to take it from here, and I hope you understand, because as friends do, we release each other, because now you are free. So I'm also asking that you let me go. Having me let you go was only half of what needed to happen. Please let me go so I can fulfill my own destiny. My new journey awaits me, and I know you all play a valuable role to get me this far. God bless you. Okay. I'm just feeling a lot of the energies around you guys. That they say, what took you so long? <laughs> oh, God, this is so awesome. Okay, we'll see you. Um, get comfortable, and we'll see you in about 13 minutes. Okay, guys? Just see yourself letting go of everything in the past. We'll see you in a bit.
slowly come out of the state that you're in. Try and remember what you felt, what you saw. Just before we get in, just wanted to say one last thing that I got actually yesterday. Yesterday at 7.07, going through some notes and I had this message that Spirit wanted me to tell everybody. The message is, you should be proud of yourself. Because 707 represents goodness that is coming to you. Of all the things you went through and all the things you had to accomplish, you did it. Tell me you're not proud of yourself. Tell me you're not pushing your shoulders back just a little bit in pride. Because you should be. What you have done and what you have been through was not easy. So proud of all of you. Keep going. Because you didn't come this far to only come this far. It would be great if uh, you know somebody that is going through a trying time and you can either direct them to the Facebook group. A lot of the older episodes are still posted. The last three classes, I think, are still up there. See what the classes are all about, and if they can't come personally, that'd be great. But if they're listening to the one, there's one in particular from Europe that listens to it all the time, and because she can't come because of the time difference, they listen to it all the time. So if you know somebody that is uh, really in a dire straits and they're looking for some way i mean it would be uh it would be nice if you could share this with with other people if you think it has value for you okay and any support that uh you get there so thank you very much for all the people that have supported and have done so much over the over the last several months and so on and i hope you this was of value today. So thank you very much for coming, for carving out a little piece of your day to hear what Spirit has to say. And it's always an honor. Thank you for listening to Raising Your Spirits. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future podcast or would like to book a session with Tony, reach out to his Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or group tuning classes with Tony on his online virtual weekly classes. The YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, all one word and the number 17. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste.